and welcome to the Wild Cornwall podcast. A podcast by Cornwall Wildlife Trust. With me, Tom. And me, Lucy. We started this series to mark the Trust's 60th anniversary, which we're celebrating throughout this year. Cornwall Wildlife Trust was founded in 1962 and is one of 46 wildlife trusts working across the UK. Our vision is to create a Cornwall where nature can thrive. We simply want to create wilder places, wilder people and a wilder future. Today, we are back at Cornwall Wildlife Trust HQ base in Five Acres. And can I just say, it has bloomed so much since we were last here back in March for episode one. It really has. It looks like an enchanted forest out here. And I did see a doe here a few weeks ago, actually, and she was just bounding majestically in the distance, and I was definitely starstruck by her. I bet you were. So what's in the spotter's guide for June, Lucy? So we're heading into summer now, so do expect to see compass jellyfish along the coast, fledgling birds and green wildlife hotspots, and the modern-day night fury, bats. Ah, yes. And one of the things I love seeing at this time of year is the swifts in the sky, which have returned from their wintering in Africa. Always feels so heartening, I think, when you see them coming back. Did you know that they actually spend most of their lives in flight? I really love watching them in the garden uh, in the evening in the summer and just watching them fly up there screeching with joy. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be focusing on a really interesting nature reserve, Hellman Tor. It's Cornwall Wildlife Trust's largest reserve, but it didn't start out like that. How so? Well, since 1980, different reserves have been acquired over time, increasing the size gradually to make Helmantor what it is today, a place that creates bigger, better and more joined up areas for nature. So it's been an ongoing investment project for nature? Spot on. And that's not all, but we've launched a major land purchase appeal to buy more land there to fill in the missing piece of the jigsaw and to take a currently nature-poor site and transform it into a wildlife haven. That's really exciting, but what makes Helmand Tor so special? Good question, but I'm not going to plot spoil. It's all in the interview. But let's just say it's a great place for the rare marsh fritillary butterfly, for willow tits, dormice and small red damselflies. Well, I think it's time we explore the wonders of Helmand Tor more, so let's hear that interview with Callum, Head of Nature Reserves. Callum, thanks so much for meeting here at Helm and Tor to talk uh, about this place. What, what do you do for Cornwall Wildlife Trust? Um, well, hi Tom, uh, so I am the Head of Nature Reserves for Cornwall Wildlife Trust. So um, I, uh, I look after the department um, that manages all the nature reserves across the county. So I, I manage the staff, get involved with uh, fundraising or work with, with colleagues in the fundraising team and look at acquisitions as well. So uh, occasionally we buy new bits of land and I'm, I'm heavily involved in that. So what's your favourite bit of the job then? Possibly well, the last bit that I just mentioned there. So acquisitions, um, that is, is a great thing to be involved in. It's just something very appealing about um, identifying a piece of land um, and then working on, on sort of pulling together the funding to be able to buy it and then adding that um, to, to the land we already manage and, and making it better for wildlife. So right. it's very satisfying. Yeah. And tell me about this piece of land that we're on here today. If, you know, if someone who's never been here before, what, what would they see when they come here? Okay, so we're, so we're at uh, our Helmetor Nature Reserve. Um, it's the Trust's largest nature reserve. And it's, it's, a, it's a collection of sites that we've acquired over the years. So we're in the car park at Helmetor itself. 
Um, so um, a great place to start any walk here is to come to the car park, walk up to the top of the tour, because then you can see all the land beneath it and you can kind of work out roughly where you can walk and then go and explore. Um, and you've got quite a variety of habitats. So you've got the, the slopes of the tour, which are, which are sort of uh, got the rocks scattered around, and then you're down into a very wet uh, mosaic of different habitats. So you've got wet woodland, uh, you've got wet heathland, you've got open water, you've got bog. Um, so a real variety of, um, of habitat, but with that variety of habitat, you get a real variety of wildlife as well. Um, so lots of, of interesting and rare species here. Okay, what sort of thing might, might you see? Um, so we're getting close to marsh fritillary time. So a, a rare butterfly um, that, um, yeah, you, you pretty much on a sunny day, it's a bit windy today, but on a, on a sunny day you'll come here in late May, June, um, and you, you, you should see a, a marsh fritillary butterfly. And uh, they're a kind of specialist piece, species of this habitat. And as this type of habitat has declined and disappeared, that butterfly has um, has struggled. Um, so Brini Common and uh, other parts of Helmetor Nature Reserve are a real stronghold for, for, for that butterfly. Uh, so if presumably, you what we're trying to do is is make the conditions right for absolutely for them. yes yeah. yeah definitely yeah so we can uh, we can uh, make sure that the habitat that we've got here is good for marsh fritillary and then we can actually link and create new habitat to help them expand their populations but if you're yeah if you're here looking for marsh fritillary we've also got um, uh, small pearl bordered fritillaries another one that's uh, that's nice to see uh, and silver studded blue um, some of our sand dune sites um, in Cornwall are brilliant for silver studded blue but, but Brini Common you'll also see silver studded blue here which is a lovely little little blue butterfly and then a whole range of, um, of, of birds um, one specialist um, uh, fairly rare bird now is the willow tit um, so the, the habitat here in certain parts of the sites, a site is good for the willow tit, but we, we need to manage it in a certain way to make it better and to help that species that has been declining. Dormice, I can't guarantee you'll see a dormouse. Oh, love to. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are amazing. Mm. Uh, we, we do monitoring. I mean, you need to have a license to, um, to uh, handle dormice, but so I've been you know, privileged to, to, to have seen dormice, um, but, but we're doing the monitoring um, using nest boxes just to establish whether the population is, is okay and doing okay. Uh, and again, whether our management can, can help strengthen those populations. So yeah, a real a kind of range of, um, of uh, invertebrates, birds, mammals. Um, being a wetland site, it's great for dragonflies and damselflies. Okay. Um, there's a, uh, a quite a rare damselfly called a small red damselfly, um, which is a specialist and, and, and quite rare, and we get that here. And um, I, I like that because it's easier to, to recognise because it's got little red legs. Okay. Um, so there are a few red damselflies, but the small red damselfly, you can tell by the fact that it's got red legs. Red legs. Which, so I work in the office a lot. Yeah, so my ID skills are a bit ropey these days, so so something like that really helps. Yeah, you enjoy seeing <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. Now, you mentioned um, land acquisition and, you know, mindful of our 60th anniversary this year. Yeah. How has this, this nature reserve changed over, over time? Um, so it, it's been a story of, um, of, of expansion, of making the, the nature reserve bigger, which, which, is, which is great. It's, um, you know, we have this kind of mantra, they're called the Lawton Principles, where we say bigger, better, more joined up. Um, so the bigger a site is, 
um, for, for wildlife. Uh, it gives the, the habitats and the species uh, opportunities to expand and, and it kind of protects them more. Um, and then better um, is about making that habitat as good as it possibly can be. And then joined up is kind of self-explanatory. It's mm. link, linking um, areas of wildlife habitat. And the sort of history of Hellman's Hall Nature Reserve has been about making it bigger um, and better and more joined up. So in the 80s, um, we bought um, Breedy Common, which you and I can, can see um, over, over there. there. Yes. Um, and then uh, Redmoor. So two two big bits of um, of wet grassland, woodland, heathland. Um, uh, they're triple uh, SI, so sites sites of special scientific interest. Bruni Common is a special area of conservation. So they've got high conservation status already. But then in the um, early 2000s, we bought the farm in the middle, not the farm buildings, but the farmland. And so we linked those two bits of, um, of habitat. So that's higher trevilmic. And then we've done as much as we possibly can to make the farmland there as good for wildlife through um, introducing uh, seed mixes for species rich grassland. Um, and um, yeah, just doing doing everything we possibly can to, to, to link the two. Mm. And then from the farmland at High Trevilmic, you you come up the slopes to Helmand Tor itself. Um, and we actually bought the tour itself to so the very top of the tour um, within the last couple of years. Right. That felt like the final piece of the Yeah, it must tour. have been a good moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, 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 to own the tour, which uh, which gives its name to the nature reserve. So that's, that's fantastic. And as, as I said, that gives you amazing views. Uh, this time of year it's lovely to see because it's um, it's covered in bluebells so we're sort of surrounded, surrounded here by, them, by yeah. bluebells which is which is a, which is beautiful it's also an important um, uh, historic site so it's um, a uh, scheduled ancient monument there's a, a neolithic um, enclosure um, at, the, at the top of the tour um, so that that adds extra interest um, it's also ge geologically it's it's um, interesting as well um, so yeah and a significant feature in the landscape yeah um, but it but it wasn't the final piece the jigsaw well we hope no that's tell, right tell us about what, what the current plans are um so we have an opportunity um to purchase um creeny farm um which if you see it on a map it, it is like a jigsaw piece it sits it's surrounded on three sides um by uh, mostly by redmore so land that we already own and manage and we now have this amazing sort of once in a lifetime opportunity um to buy the farm this time we are looking to buy the farm buildings as well um, because that gives us um, excellent new access into the whole reserve uh, for, for staff managing the reserve but also for visitors. Um, it gives us farm buildings um, to help support and management across the bigger nature reserve. Um, so we've got a chance to buy what would be about nearly 100 acres of new land where we can create new habitats uh, and do great things on the ground for wildlife but it also opens up management possibilities for the whole reserve, which would then be 730 acres. So big wow, site, really big, big site. site yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the words probably lots of people are hearing a lot at the moment is rewilding. Yes. Can you tell us what that's about and, and how it links to our plans for this place? Okay, so I think um, uh, rewilding means different things to different people, but I think most of us get a kind of simple concept of... Um, of uh, leaving it a bit to nature, letting nature get on and do things. So um, here, um, as I said, at Creeny Farm, we will be able to create some new habitat. Um, so there are some very wet bits there already that have been broken in for farming, but they will revert quite easily 
um, to, to, to native wildlife habitat. They, they almost want to be like that anyway. Um, so um, letting those bits go wild is, um, is, is going to be fairly straightforward. Currently, for, for the majority of the rest of the nature reserve, for, for Helmetal Nature Reserves, um, we do quite a lot of um, intervention uh, and management work that involves scrub clearance, in some cases chemical treatment to try and stop the scrub from, from growing back. And um, that's been going on for a long time. It's just a repeat cycle of, of getting in, whether it's with volunteers, staff or contractors, clearing scrub. But more often than not coming back two years later and doing the same, same thing, thing. <laughs> which, which can be a bit sort of uh, soul destroying so you, you're kind of holding it in this um, equilibrium that's that's sort of you know good for the wildlife that you expect to see on a site like this uh, but it's, it's really expensive and you almost feel like we're fighting a losing battle so you, you said about rewilding we're now thinking more in terms of the management here of, of just working more with natural processes so you know we're trying to do this work but actually um could we could we introduce different types of grazing um large herbivores i think we're thinking beavers into this environment um so that they could do a lot of that work for us um so i could take you to a bit of um uh, of the the site that was cleared by contractors a couple of years ago for about i think it's about 120,000 pounds i can pretty much guarantee that beavers would have done that for free um uh, you know and they work all year round and they work all year round absolutely yeah and they're probably doing so much more as well so um so that's that's the way we're heading there's a, there's a lot um of things you need to do you can't just let beavers out here yeah um so there there has been a feasibility study done and that has come back saying it's very favorable habitat for beavers but then there'll be a, a big um oh, firstly we would need to uh, the, the the rules the government rules which are currently sort of being decided would need to to, to to permit it to happen but then local consultation working with local people um so that there's no kind of fear you know what what are you doing why are you doing this how's it going to affect me um trying to make sure that we've got got everyone on board and people see it as a positive thing and i guess so, people know that we're not introducing any aggressive species here or any anything that uh, yeah, would absolutely. cause the public harm yeah, yeah. completely yes yeah and you get people worried you know so that so beavers inevitably will um, make some changes and um, uh, you know you, you just need to make sure that neighboring landowners um, are comfortable or know who to come and talk to if there is an issue um, and that, that everyone can work through those things together so um, yeah it, it's it's an idea it would certainly make management here more sustainable um, and that's that's what we'd like to work towards brilliant um, and so Callum as you stand here you know, on a nice windy morning, beautiful sun coming through the clouds. Yeah. Do you feel hopeful about the future? And do, do you do you have a sense that we can bring about recovery in Cornwall's wild places? I think so. I think you know we we, we have to be positive. Um, and so this site, as I say, I've known it for for over twenty years, and we've kind of held it in this in this state. But but it's you know it's been it's been a difficult battle, and it's. It's, it's depressing when you hear that um, even though the, the nature reserve might look good, there are wildlife species declining and possibly because of factors that not on the nature reserve. So, you know, it is things like, you know, pesticides in the wider environment, climate change. So we've absolutely got to give wildlife the best opportunity it can on sites like this but it's for me to be optimistic it's almost also very important about um, the wider countryside and um, uh, far farming is absolutely critical um, so we're, we're, we're buying Creaney Farm and we're likely to 
um, to uh, create um, new wildlife habitat there, but productive, uh, profitable farms need to exist and they've got their part to play for wildlife as well and I think that's that's so important um, and we're looking at a project you know we can't just manage our nature reserves within the boundary we've got to look outside so we're looking at a project that is from Helmand's Hall to St Austell Bay um, that thinks about everything that's going on in the in the in the environment here um, so working you're almost following the watercourses from the tour to the shore um, but working with farmers through that catchment um, and helping and supporting them um, and then ultimately getting to the bay and working with the with the fishermen and, and, and all the communities that have interest in the area so that that's where our optimism has to come from yeah. it has to be society yeah. deciding they want these things yeah. rather than wildlife trust drawing a line around a, a reserve and saying this is where nature lives it doesn't it lives everywhere so if, if someone was listening to this and said actually I'm, I'm quite inspired um, I'm very busy but I want to take some action what would you say to them there's a few ways I mean we are about to launch a very ambitious appeal yeah. <laughs> so um, funding is always a, um, a you know a, an important thing so you know look out or listen out for a for, for our appeal so that is directly to help us as purchase Queenie Farm and then do all the great things that, that, that I've tried to explain or hopefully have conveyed here um, you know there are opportunities um, to come and volunteer with us some people have the time and um, uh, and like to get their hands dirty so um, you know looking at our website you can see see, see ways of getting involved there you know the, the best way to provide um, long-term support to come wildlife trust is to become a member um, and there's a lot of benefits you know you, you obviously get information about our nature reserves and visit wonderful places like Helm and Tor, um, but there are there are sort of many benefits to being a member for the trust so that's that's another great way to support us um, and then I guess you know the, the, there's kind of choices individuals make in their own um, you know with their own lives can have a real impact on some of the, the bigger things we're talking about like biodiversity and um, the loss and, and climate change you know it's, it's it's all our responsibility isn't it so we can all, all make a difference. Cam, thank you so much. All the best with Appeal. Thank and, you. And uh, we look forward to returning here, hopefully to an even bigger site. Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. Thank okay. you. Cheers. I was so excited to hear about the possible beaver plans. I know. And did you know you can do beaver walks with Cornwall Wildlife Trust to learn all about these incredible mammals? Oh, yes. I can feel a future episode coming on. Ooh. I would love to see a wild beaver. Have you ever seen one? I've not seen one, in, no, but I have seen evidence of them with thawed tree trunks, webbed footprints in the mud. They are a lot bigger than you think. If you want to find out about beaver walks, you can check out the page on our website and book one up. The link is in the show notes. So last time we talked about 30 Days Wild, which has now begun. It's a chance to join thousands of people during the UK's biggest ever nature challenge throughout the month to do something wild every day for 30 days. And again, you can find the link in the show notes for more information. Nice. And how have you been getting on with that, Lucy? I'm loving it. So today my wild act is just simply just listen to birdsong and just being here today, we can hear it. So that's ticked it the box off for today. Yeah, we're doing it right now, aren't we? How about you? Well, I've done the breakfast outdoors, which was great. And I've planted some wildflower seeds. Such a nice thing to do. And even if you haven't signed up already, just go for it. And don't forget to consider donating to our Urgent Land Purchase Appeal to help Cornwall Wildlife Trust deliver a major land recovery project. Yes, just go to www.cornwallwildlifetrust.org.uk 
forward slash appeals forward slash land dash appeal. So we'll be back in July. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.